Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. This... Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. residents 17 plus. Call of Duty points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube.com slash Up Next, Patreon.com slash Up Next. David, usually we're your NXT friends. 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 But you see, it's Friday. Usually we don't really have NXT. We just did our Up Next and we do so many other crazy amounts of shows on our Patreon. But we thought we'd do a little freebie. Now we're just your Freebie Friday friends. We're just your Freebie freebie Friday, like Freaky Friday. But, but, but for free. Yeah. Uh, we thought Freebie Friday friends. Freak, we're definitely yeah. freaky in the BDE. Um, we thought that, you know, we do so many other shows and we do a lot of reviews of like movies and so much wrestling. Holy cow, so much wrestling. Um, and we we thought that's kind of what we've been doing in, in our quarantine to kind of keep ourselves from keep ourselves from going kind of crazy, and we thought that you know maybe other people in the world who who like watch NXT with us watch wrestling. That's a hobby there to watch wrestling and stuff. Um, it it can kind of connect us. So this is kind of like a different show. We're not really here to review anything. Nope, just, just here to shoot the shit. Pretty much, uh, and we're joined by a friend of the show that. Uh, We've kind of wanted to have on for quite some time, um, friend of the, the post-wrestling world. Um, we, we first uh, encountered him through wrestling, and like I said, wrestling can bring people together. But welcome to uh, Up Next. This guy's been waiting so long to get on a post-wrestling, Up Next, any, any of these shows. Welcome to uh, the show, Jordan Goodman. Yes. Yo, thank you, guys. Uh, I've been listening for years, and to watch you in real time do your signature intros uh, <laughs> was 
was a fucking trip. So, we we are uh, on the Kakam thing, and uh, you, I did see your reaction. You were like, okay, uh, <laughs> like d- no, you you uh, are a bigger fan than us than like the actual wrestling that you you also watch. Yeah, no, like I, it's on now, guys. This is great. Um, uh, yeah, uh, please, please, I, I'm gonna butcher, but please explain like what what you do and, and kind of who you are because give us your life story in like <laughs> ninety seconds, basically. <laughs> Look, I can sum that down to a couple words. Uh, you know, when people uh, out in the world ask, like, what do you do? Uh, I prefer to lead with what I believe. And I believe that life improves when we feel connected. I have spent my lifetime as an artist and a professional uh, doing things that both make me feel connected, but also increase meaningful connection to the people that I serve. Uh, so I you're a hippie. Fucking- uh, yeah, I'm hippied up as fuck. I got these <laughs> bells that I'm rocking right here. <laughs> I got my uh, 1980s rockers poster and some fake ash trees behind me. Like I'm ready to go, guys. Yeah, nice. I, I know. Like you, you're kind of like deep in like psychology. Now this is kind of strange because I met you when I was still working for Fight Network and the Law in Buffalo for a Ring of Honor show because um, at the time, like the Bullet Club, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, and all that stuff were doing a show in Buffalo, so my work was like going to send me down. And you were like the media talent, like relations guy, and knew who I was, and somehow hooked me up with like this sweet interview with like the whole Bullet Club, and it was crazy. But you were like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, but hey, man, I love listening to you. And it was such a weird thing. I was there to just see some wrestling, and the guy who's working at Ring of Honor was like, marking out over me and i was like this is incredible but we kind of hit it off and uh yeah that was fun (laughs) to give you the short of it i I do a bunch of shit i'm a musician i've a drummer primarily i've played in bands most of my life Um, i'm also a licensed psychotherapist in the state of maryland the clinical modality that i use most is rhythm is drumming Um, i share conferences and and do keynotes uh and, and all that but i also love pro wrestling i've been trained uh, as a pro wrestler when I was a teenager. Back, yeah, dude, in, in 1999, when uh, pro wrestling was uh, at, at its height in the mainstream, in my community, there was a, a promotion that popped up in a training school that were willing to take my parents' money to allow me <laughs> to train and perform as a teenage pro wrestler. So it's something I've always loved in in deeper ways than just uh, watching Monday Night Raw on TV. Um, and, and as I grew up, I was always fascinated by uh, not just the, the wrestling storylines and the content, because oftentimes a lot of it sucks, right? Uh, but I've always been more interested in what does it take to uh, produce a pro wrestling event? What does it take to produce a pro wrestling TV show? Uh, what does it take to get people to spend their hard-earned money uh, to come to an independent uh, wrestling event? How do you get people to know about that? Uh, and I got to learn a lot of those things firsthand and be inspired by both the art and business of pro wrestling uh, by being in bands, uh, whether it's paying attention to the merch table or paying attention to promotion or paying attention to emotionally engaging and storytelling uh, with an audience. Uh, it's, I mean, everything is pro wrestling in a sense. So after uh, a, a full decade of Uh, getting a master's in clinical psychology, building a business called Beatwell, through which I use rhythm to uh, help people feel more connected. Uh, I had this itch to explore pro wrestling in much deeper ways. uh, And I ended up, uh, or really Ring of Honor, uh, created a position for me 
uh, full time. You tricked them. I've, you tricked them into creating a, a a whole like opening just for you, a job that didn't exist. Uh, I, I don't, yeah, yes, that's what I did. That's what I did. Uh, and it was a lovely uh, narrative that I actually shared uh, in full uh, on on a, a Facebook Live. We can talk about that later if you want. Yeah. But uh, essentially, for uh, the we met in I think October 2017. That was my first month in. Uh, I left a few days after the G1 Supercard show at MSG. You uh, left where, while you were hot. You got to go out on the top, brother. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and you guys were there, and that was really the 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 most lovely bookends to my Ring of Honor career, is to experience it with with you, Braden, and and, and you, Davey, as well. At the end. Well, it's uh, crazy because, like, yeah, I met you through I met you through wrestling and Ring of Honor, and like we exchanged uh, like Facebooks and Twitter and and all that stuff. But then, like, we'd go back and forth, and and Davey, you can attest as as wrestling fans. Um, that you instantly find someone that you kind of click with and you, you realize you're a wrestling fan, you don't even have to live in the same country. You can instantly become... Oh, so, like, so many... I mean, it's the reason I'm chatting with you right now. Yeah, is yeah. Like, I... Uh, you're connecting with so many people, like, through, like, not not just, like, the podcast, but, completely. like, you watch it and, like, all these things. But me, and me and Jordan, like, started, like, messaging and becoming friends and um, we had not seen each other since that. And that was in the States because you are, are from the U.S., but then, yeah, we went to WrestleMania weekend last last year, and uh, you were like, "Hey, Ring of Honor, the company you work for, was putting on a little show at a little indie event venue <laughs> called Madison Square Garden." And you were like, "Hey, uh, you can you guys can come with with me." And me and David were like, "Oh, like this is incredible." We were two like travelers to Madison Square Garden was always kind of something we wanted to to go just to go to, um, and and going there, we got to sit with you, and I'm pretty sure we were sitting with like. Other, uh, I I felt a bit out of place. Like I loved it, but it's like all these suits around me, and I'm just I can't remember what t-shirt. We're hard cam MSG. We were we were hitting we were hitting slamming the golden screwdrivers. <laughs> we were there for Kota Ibushi in New Japan Pro Wrestling, <laughs> and we were having triple golden screwdrivers and doing doing um what is it like vape pens in the Madison Square Garden washroom, which we probably shouldn't have been doing or talking about now. We're probably never allowed back. Um, but we got to sit with you and like watch like some amazing wrestling, but it's just, it's, it's cool that like wrestling can kind of bring people together. And I know we are stuck in, in quarantine and like, that's kind of like a, a cool message that like you can have, uh, friends that you don't see, or even maybe don't even do Skype calls with, but someone to like talk to in your group chats that you may not even know who some of these people are, but you talk to them on the regular and it's just crazy. But we got to sit with you at Madison Square Garden and you said you felt a little out of place because me and Dave, we were a little, we were a little inebriated. We were sitting next to you who was eating a delicious Madison Square Garden lobster roll. Yes, I was in my suit looking fine as hell. Uh, you look great. Time. You did look great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were trying to steal, you were trying to steal some, some I don't want to talk about it, but continue. <laughs> yeah, uh, eating, eating my lobster roll. Uh, drinking my uh, whatever the beer was, maybe a uh, uh, I don't know, shock top, I think. Sure. Uh, on the company credit card, uh, <laughs> and, and essentially by the time the the, the show started, uh, my work was done. I did a, a ton of. Pre- I mean, look, I was responsible nine months prior uh, to let the world know that the event existed and to make sure it sold out. Um, that was stressful at first because I started thinking like. Yo, what if 
it doesn't, then uh, I'm going to have a long road ahead of me to make sure it does. That was my job. Uh, essentially, the, the role that was created there for me was to uh, be responsible for branding and communications, uh, which touches, you know, branding touches every aspect of a company, uh, from social media to the TV product uh, to uh, the creative that you see on TV and at live events. Um, but look, uh, when to, to invite you guys as my guests, and you guys were literally sitting among the office of Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then <laughs> I, I fell out of place. I loved it. We're <laughs> hard cam, like the best seats, so all the stuff is towards the cam where we are, and me and David made it on TV because during, like, I think it's the Kota Ibushi match. Yeah, we, Naito's we're, spot. We, we, yeah, he kicks out and we lose our shit and, like, we're on camera. But it's just so interesting that we're just two, like, fans hanging out. Like, the whole the whole arena was packed. That, but there wasn't any, like, who the fuck are these guys was there, Jordan? <laughs> uh, if there were, like, I didn't give a fuck. Okay. <laughs> look, 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 to be honest, uh, you guys were my first choice to be with, and, and here's why. Uh, Brayden mentioned that there's just an instant connection. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, Brayden and I kept in touch uh, all the way up until that show from the first day that we met back in the fall of uh, 2017. And what I love about the two of you uh, is that just you guys are pro wrestling fans. I got, I fought for that Ring of Honor job because I'm a fan of pro wrestling. Uh, and there's a lot of people within the business of it that that get jaded or that get burnt out uh, or the stress of the job uh, takes away the fire or the passion of being a fan. Uh, I'm happy to say that I left the profession of uh, pro wrestling uh, more of a fan, even though it was stressful at times, even though it was hard at times, even though it was hard work at times. Um, I still fucking love it. And, and I knew that you guys would be wonderful company and I wanted to be a fan that night and that's what I got to do for those three or four hours. Oh we got we got really lit at Madison Square Garden. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to go back. How how do you think because uh I mean I've like I trained in acting and I definitely started to kind of not enjoy it as much because it became work and it, it's been like my main passion since as far back as I can remember. And and you hear this a lot from a lot of like musicians and things, you start actually studying music and suddenly kind of that, that spark sometimes leaves you. Um, do, do you think had you have stayed there, you might have lost that passion and that was part of the reason you wanted to go? Or, or how was it that you managed to keep that kind of love for pro wrestling whilst being in the midst of it and probably one of the most stressful times of your life? The example, Davey, that you, you mentioned is interesting because I've lived that before. Uh, right when I graduated high school, I knew music was what I wanted to do. So I spent a week at uh, the Berklee School of Music in Boston, which is one of the most prestigious music uh, universities in the world. And I did a week-long drum camp, got to live in the dorm, and got to experience what it would be like to be a, a student of drumming there. And the blessing of that week was that I realized if I went to university there, I would probably hate music. And all I wanted to do was play in a band. So I just fucking did that. I just played in a band and found success that way. Um, with wrestling, uh, I was always aware of that. And it was really having that Berkeley experience uh, many years prior that kind of gave me that, that heads up of like, yo, uh, look, I have all kinds of jobs in the world. Uh, Ring of Honor was lovely 
in giving me the flexibility to continue playing in a band, to continue being a psychotherapist in the world, to continue my uh, drumming and guitar lesson practice in the world. Uh, they gave me the flexibility to continue all of the different uh, careers and paths, uh, the Chalka Croissants podcast that I was doing at the time and I'm currently doing again now. Yeah, uh, I, they, yeah go for uh, it. Just finish. They, they allowed me to continue doing all of that so that was one of the things. Uh, Ring of Honor and pro wrestling didn't define what I did, uh, didn't define me and how I spent uh, the majority of my life. Now, of course, there were weeks where I was uh, spending uh, 40 plus hours, often you know, more than that, because I was thinking about it all the time. Um, and, and in that sense, it's consuming uh, me and my energy. Uh, but I had enough outlets outside of my identity as employee of Ring of Honor or outside of the identity of person in pro wrestling uh, to balance all of that. Uh, also, uh, I, I knew that my goal wasn't to do this for the rest of my life. Uh, I didn't know if it would last for a year. I didn't know if it would last for five years, but I was pretty confident that it wouldn't last for 20 years. Uh, so I think that was helpful, too, in creating the balance and, and ensuring that I wasn't burnt out. Uh, and then also just to use MSG as an example, uh, what made it so easy to be a fan was that I developed some personal relationships with some of the performers that night. So it was this meta thing of getting into the narrative of the storyline. But also I was like really excited for some of my friends and some of my colleagues. Uh, and also half the, the talent were from New Japan. And these were people that I didn't work with uh, as intensely. So it was easier to be a fan because I didn't have that connection to it. All I remember is we, we got to our seats. We were uh, a little like late. And as we got to our seat, the battle royal was, was going on. And then some entrances came out. And then uh, Liger and Muda have like a stare down. And we were only in our seats for like five minutes. And I was like... Oh, that's that's really cool, and it was a really cool moment. So we 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 do appreciate you inviting us over to Madison Square Garden. We have a backyard. We call it MSG here now as well. Uh, yeah, no reason. different reason though. Um, <laughs> I think uh, yeah, it was something that didn't really cross my mind. The fact that most of those performers, because WWE have kind of had a lock on that venue for so long, most of those performers, Never it was probably their it. first time there yeah. as well. Unless a couple like your kind of. Bubba Rays or whatever who would have done, but I, I'm trying to think back. There's Matt not, Taven. There's not much ex WWE talent there that yeah. would have worked there. So you're right. It's it's almost like like I, I'm thinking of my parents watching me on a yeah. big stage for the first time. It's kind of that that sort of pride as well. And and I think fans would have got that as well. These these guys they've watched for years and years in like Ted Reeve Arena, this rundown Small tiny high hockey gyms. arena, and now seeing them. In that MSG, there there was definitely that kind of level of pride there, which I can totally see if you if you created that close relationship with them. You you and, are, yeah yeah yeah, I, and I think that the uniqueness of that, especially being the first uh, pro wrestling company to run that building, and I think like something seventy years yes. perhaps. Um, look, that became uh, the narrative. Uh, that was is that my, your pickup line at bars now? Like, well, not at bars now, because there is no bars now. But, like, is that your is that your go-to line? Like, hey, I helped promote a, a show. I sold out MSG. Yeah, yeah, I sold out MSG, essentially. New Japan helped, but Brayden, I sold it. Brayden, Brayden, you think I need pickup lines? <laughs> <laughs> I do say you... So look, 
Yeah, yeah. When I was when I was told about this event, like I knew that was the story I needed to tell to elevate this. Uh, if we were going to sell uh, 17, 18,000 tickets, which uh, we did within 20 minutes of the public on sale, uh, I needed to tell a story where people like the two of you uh, felt the that you were included in the narrative of that history, right? So when I was told, like, yo, Jordan, we're running the garden, figure it out, uh, to me, the first response was like, holy shit, it's happening. Book and that became Hayden. the first hashtag. Was that? I would say that's something in wrestling in general as well. I know so many people, and it it's going to be funny because obviously we've got this Undertaker documentary going on at the moment. I know so many people that started off by going to one WrestleMania, then they went to their second, and then you're looking at someone like The Undertaker's career and go, I'm going to be gutted if the one year I don't go is the year he has his retirement match or whatever, which I know now seems ridiculous because is, is that dude ever going to retire? But there, there is that kind of... Uh, nostalgia is huge in wrestling history is huge in wrestling we joke about it all the time because Michael Cole will label everything as historic but you want to be there for the first time MSG has sold out a non-WWE pay-per-view like history is so such a big thing for wrestling and wrestling fans that absolutely that that's why I wanted to go as much as I wanted to see we are new, new Japan, Japan we've seen them a bunch like yeah. just down the road from here but it's... to see them in that venue yeah. was the selling point and for the first well, time they do it so that's why you know hashtag go into the garden that was the story you know I wanted people to to get on Ticketmaster to get that ticket and then to go on Twitter and and have the excitement to to publish you know I'm hashtag going to the garden to me that was my way of uh, letting everyone in on the this just the specialness of that experience. I knew this was this. It can only happen once. What what that event was uh, could only happen once, and uh, I knew that was at least for me the selling point. Especially because nine months prior there were certain talent that we couldn't promote, et cetera, et cetera. Yes. So the 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 selling point was the fact that like. Yo, Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling are running Madison Square Garden, and uh, I don't want to miss that. Uh, and look, th- that th- that ended up uh, becoming like the theme song. A rapper made a song called Mega Ran. The Garden. He yeah, did it live. And, yeah, yeah. It was performed, uh, and which goes to show you just the the, the power of of words. Was uh, that the guy and, that Bubba Ray beat up? Yeah, Mega Ran. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My boy's done some tracks with him before. He's, he's pretty, he's in the world of wrestling. Now you, you've like done all this wrestling stuff, but you've actually like, like you said, you, uh, you did the opposite of Mace. You left while you were hot. You know, you, I mean, you did what Mace, I think Mace did that. You left on top. You, you walked out of there. And now I, I jokingly said you're, you're kind of a hippie. Because every time I talk to you, you're you're always like super positive, and you're giving me so many messages. And you mentioned that you do work for like other stuff. So, kind of my 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 hook here on this show is to to get some quarantine like tips to to kind of survive this thing. Because I know you are um, you are deep in the the psychology, and you you know like so many things. Um, one of my, one of my like close friends is also he's very similar. He reminds me of you. He's he's quite the same, um, maybe even more of a hippie and less of a professional. But he uh, always gives me these 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 like 
tips and things that I choose to usually not listen to, such as like, hey, you should be trying yoga, you should be trying meditation. So I know that you do all this stuff, including Beatwell. So kind of explaining uh, some of that stuff, what are some things here to kind of keep me from not, you know, being sad and and depressed and wanting to maybe, um, you know, do wrestling moves on my roommate because, you know, he drives you crazy or family members that you're stuck inside. Cause I do know you are like, I, I, I have, beca- I've only met you twice in person and because of the, you know, the way we can connect with people via messaging and apps and all these things worldwide, uh, we have become friends. And I just want to know like all the stuff that you kind of do. Cause I, I think you're a very positive person and I think a lot of people could learn from you. Thanks dude. Uh, and look, I, I think you and I really connected in a sense. Look, I was sitting at my desk at Ring of Honor when I found out uh, like what happened with live audio wrestling and being purchased and then uh, you know, it getting rid of the, the, the podcasts and, and the content that you guys were creating and, and John and Way and everyone. Uh, I w- I've been listening to, to John and Way uh, since 2013 maybe. It's been a long time. Wow. And I listened to most of the stuff that they put out. And as you guys know, you develop emotional relationships with uh, with people that you listen to regularly, uh, as listeners right now uh, have formed with the two of you. It's a really lovely thing. So uh, when I found out that uh, those shows were essentially canceled, uh, it was like a punch to my fucking gut. Uh, and then I had a lot of empathy for you, Braden, and reached out. And I was sitting at uh, my computer there at Ring of Honor uh, chatting with you and like asking how you're doing and, and what your plan is going to be. And, you know, I was in a position to, to want to be supportive to you, uh, because, uh, you and, and John and way and others have provided so much value to my life. Uh, so, uh, I, I think that's important to share. Uh, and, and look, you said, uh, I I'm positive. I appreciate that. What's my other choice? You know, to me, that's a very black and white thing. Either I can be uh, more optimistic while still being realistic uh, and positive about uh, the future of my existence, or I don't have to be. But to me, that sounds like a pretty shitty option. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't get depressed. That doesn't mean that I don't get massive anxiety at times. Uh, I've experienced both over the past few months. Uh, but it, is, it has been important to me to develop skills uh, over my life. Uh, to develop relationships over my life, uh, to learn how to best respond uh, to these uh, uncomfortable experiences or emotions or sensations. Um, So the way I look at it, you can break it down to short-term things and long-term things. Okay, when this pandemic first happened, uh, there was a meme going around that I really liked. And to paraphrase, it said something like, uh, as human beings, we are like houseplants except with more complicated emotions, which means uh, every day in the short term, uh, we need water, we need sunlight, we need air, and we need good nutrients. We need to feed ourselves like food that is actually nourishing. Chipotle. Uh, You know what? I never had more fucking Chipotle in my life than when I worked at Ring of Honor because it was right down the street. (laughs) Uh, So look, these are all basic things. Uh, Movement, right? Movement every day. Uh, everything is energy, uh, if I'm going to go more of the hippy-dippy route. But that's fucking true. If you look uh, at the most micro levels of how we can uh, uh, experience the world, everything literally is energy. We are energy. Uh, 
emotion, the word emotion, energy in motion. So if we're not physically moving, uh, if we're not uh, uh, expressing our feelings, uh, to even say to someone out loud, yo, I'm feeling sad right now. Yo, I'm feeling anxious right now. If we hold that in, that energy is going to get stuck, right? So we got to get the shit moving. We got to move the energy. We got to move the emotion. Uh, If we're sad, uh, it helps to cry. Uh, If we feel really angry, uh, it feels good to beat the shit out of a drum set or it feels good to get in a hard workout. We got to move uh, both the the emotions and our physical bodies. Uh, So movement helps a lot. Um, A social life. Uh, one of the reasons why I brought back the podcast, Chalk Croissants, uh, that I do with my brother, Justin, uh, who is the bassist of my band, uh, but he's also a uh, registered dietitian and also a personal trainer. Uh, and our co-host is, is our good friend, Matt Halpern, uh, who is the drummer of a band called Periphery, uh, one of the most well-known. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's one of the most well-known drummers in the world. Wow. He's been nominated for Grammys. He's been on the cover of Modern Drummer and has his own signature gear and all that. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, so the three of us are chocolate croissants. And at the start of this pandemic, one of the first things we did in response, again, we're not reacting to shit. We're responding to it. And when we respond to stuff, uh, that means that there's consciousness. That means that there's intention. When we react, oftentimes that's unconscious. Uh, you know, if, if, if you said... Uh, some fucked up shit to me, I might react by punching you in the face. Uh, that may not be the best option uh, in the moment, uh, but uh, it, the, the difference is having that little space in between of awareness to uh, make a conscious uh, response. So we brought that back uh, as a weekly podcast, but we also had cultivated a couple years ago a private Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash chocolate croissants. I've said that many times. Uh, we now have a bit over 1,800 people in there from nice. all over the world. Uh, literally all over the world. Dozens and dozens of countries. It's very active. It's very positive. I'm seeing uh, that a lot right now with like different Facebook groups and, and not just, just wrestling, but me and David join this like bar thing on Facebook. And we don't use – I don't use Facebook that often. But it's like a whole community of now people who are stuck at home, mostly Americans I find, but – who are just like, well, we, we're stuck at home and this is what we do. So they like go – people are going on like more live stuff. You see – I complain about people going on Instagram live way too often. But like you see more people doing that. You see more people doing podcasts and, and creating and, and creating content, which is really cool to see. Um, but I, yeah, c- continue with, with that because I, I know that you, you do a lot of like the music stuff. But the, the beat the beat well stuff is something I, I'm very interested in as well. But, but first, what is a chocolate croissant? Just a croissant with chocolate on top or like the, the, the croissant is made with chocolate in it? Usually, yeah. Usually the chocolate's in, in the center. Okay. Uh, okay. That yeah. sounds good. Classic <laughs> French pastry. <laughs> uh, it, look, look uh, the, the point of all that uh, and, and me sharing about the podcast and, and in particular the Facebook group is that it became a, uh, a function of socialization for us. Uh, it gave us purpose uh, to create conversations and content of value. So the focus is on how can I help others? But in doing so, I'm helping myself because I'm able to uh, be connected with a worldwide community uh, of friends and, and fans and listeners. Okay, and- but wait, I'm going to stop you. What, 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 what would you tell someone right now who, who maybe doesn't have that? You know, maybe doesn't have um, lots of friends or maybe doesn't know kind of where to start. What would you say to someone who, you know, 
to kind of start from ground zero who maybe wants to to do wants to be more social wants to join these groups wants to meet people outside and stuff because because like you said I, I i'm someone who i know i host podcasts and stuff but i'm someone who like sometimes i can be super extroverted but something inside of me like anxiety or something can take over where i become like super introverted and it's it's hard for me to kind of like talk or you know want to meet people and, and and do that so especially in a time of need what would you tell people that maybe you know don't know where to start so look if, if you're listening to this then you obviously give a fuck about the bde <laughs> you, you, you guys have uh created a, a the brain davy estate the brain davy <laughs> experience yes yeah and, and you guys have created a, a lovely offering to to the people paying attention uh, of uh, inclusive community. Friends. You guys build community uh, around what you do. So if you are listening to this uh, and you maybe maybe don't know where to start, there are opportunities uh, within uh, BDE or within post-wrestling, uh, whether it's lives or message boards uh, or to call in to, to some of the shows that John and Way are doing. Uh, there's opportunity there uh, to, to join community. Uh, for someone like you, Brayden, uh, you know, I was all kind of talking about short-term daily wins, uh, but also to get into long-term stuff, the things, the work you can put in that is going to set you up for success, uh, long-term, uh, look, self-awareness, there's all kinds of practices for self-awareness. I think the entire game of being a human being is, uh, cultivating self-awareness, but balancing that with self-love, accepting what you become aware of because you could be the most self-aware person in the world and fucking hate yourself for what you notice. Right. So we got to cultivate self-love and self-acceptance. Uh, so whether that's a, a yoga practice or, uh, having meaningful non-surface level conversations with someone you trust, perhaps like Davey, your roommate. Uh, oh, I trust him very, I trust him very much. <laughs> I do know like legit. I trust him. <laughs> you know how I knew I trusted him when we became roommates we were already really good friends, but then um, I was in the washroom, and there was no toilet paper. We were out, and I was stuck on the can, and he went out and got me toilet paper. That's when I knew. That's when Yo, I, I knew. I, I pop every time you say washroom. Uh, look, Bathroom. <laughs> toilet. <laughs> the loo. <laughs> bog. As a quick aside, uh, the first and only time that I met John Pollock in person uh, was at Supercard of Honor in New Orleans in, in 2018. And, uh, you know, we had been in touch. And and during, I think, the intermission of the show, we were texting back and forth, and he was like, yeah, I'm at this concourse, come meet me. Uh, he told me Way was in the washroom. And, like, that was the coolest fucking thing to me. I also said to him... Uh, <laughs> yo, I also said to him, uh, I've met a lot of... Uh, interesting, impressive people that I've watched on TV for decades uh, that entire weekend. Uh, it, New Orleans was perfect for that weekend because everything was within walking distance. It's the best city, honestly. For, for like a weekend like that, it's just so easy to get around, see everyone, see everything. I, I'm with you. Yeah, so you, you're just kind of strolling around. And you're like, oh, shit, there's, a, there's Bray Wyatt. And, oh, there's the Rock and Roll Express. And, oh, there's a... Uh, these these uh, guys on the indie scene that like this could be the weekend of their of their career of their life and like uh, and and there is the entire 2008 SmackDown roster like at a club <laughs> uh, like it was one of the the, the most thrilling uh, weeks of my life but I, I told John like yo man you're the coolest dude I've met so far 
And I, and I think he thought I was just trying to be flattering uh, and, and maybe perhaps uh, joking a bit. And I was like, like, no, dude, like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, you're the coolest guy I've met this weekend. Um, and, and mostly because he used the term washroom. So anyway, <laughs> uh, look, Brayden uh, and Davey, you guys have the luxury of cohabitating with someone that you have uh, trust and, and love for right now. Uh, I spend the majority of my day uh, alone, physically alone. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it sucks. Uh, so I think being able to cultivate those kinds of relationships is one of the most healthy things you can do. But like, but Braden, you can only go as deep with Davy as you're able to go uh, with yourself. And that's why cultivating this type of self-awareness and self-love and self-acceptance is the whole game. Because anything that we experience externally is just a, a, a mirror reflection of what's going on inside us. Uh, for some people, uh, mindfulness meditation uh, may feel too hippy-dippy or woo-woo uh, or just difficult, and I have empathy for that. Uh, that is why I uh, use drum circles, and that's why I use uh, music in, and rhythm in general to offer the experience of connecting with other human beings in deeper ways. Okay. Well, wait, how, how does that work? Cause I know you just, you pretty much, I've never meditated. I, I don't know where I would even start. I've done some yoga cause like ex-girlfriends in the past were like, do yoga with me. But like, I still don't quite get it, but I never, but I'll be like, Oh, it's a yoga head or uh, someone who's into like meditation. I don't even know where I would start. Cause I, I, what do I put my fingers and go hum? Like, no, I, no, 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 fuck that. See, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, no. Uh, even though you are kind of looking Buddha-like. Yeah, I am. I look like X-Pac today. <laughs> or a young buck, really. Look, look uh, for me, uh, a meditation or a mindfulness practice, uh, it can be as simple as one breath, but one intentional breath. Literally just one inhale and one exhale. To me, that was a form of mindfulness meditation. Uh, to to meditate uh, often is is to focus the attention uh, of our mind to to focus our attention on the present moment. The breath is something that is always happening within all of us at any given moment, and that's why it's often used as an anchor uh, for a mindfulness meditation practice. Uh, look, thoughts are always going through our minds. Right. Uh, some people have trouble falling asleep at night because it's like they can't turn their fucking mind off. Ugh, uh, I know what that's like. And it sucks. Uh, Worst. Look, most of our thoughts aren't even real. They're not even based in reality. Uh, most of our thoughts uh, are based in fear. Uh, most of our thoughts are based in conditioning from the culture or from uh, a teacher or from your mom. Uh, and to meditate uh, to become more self-aware, this is really cultivating the relationship with ourself. It's turning our attention inward uh, or just turning our attention to what's happening in the moment. I can just stare at a tree and just notice like, all right, these are the colors. That's the texture. That's the shape. When I'm doing a practice like that, my attention is on something tangible that's happening in the present moment. I'm not thinking about something that happened 10 years ago when I asked some girl out and she rejected me and I'm still feeling the shame of that. I'm not thinking about the, uh, the deadline I have for Ring of Honor next week that's causing all this anxiety because I'm thinking about uh, all the work I have ahead of me. No, I'm focusing on what's happening in the present moment. So really a meditation practice is just cultivating 
the, the connection to the present. And it's creating a, a distance between uh, what many people call our monkey mind of these thoughts just bouncing from one to the next, uh, or we might have an emotion like anxiety uh, or, or fear or sadness, and then we just get so attached to that uncomfortable sensation or emotion. It's stepping back and just simply observing these things. It's creating space instead of identifying with every thought, instead of identifying with the roles that we play in the world or the feelings that we experience. It's just like, yo, let me take a step back and just simply observe this shit without attaching to it, without getting wrapped up in all that. It's just noticing it. And and like a cloud that rolls on by, you notice a cloud in the sky, it's there and then it's gone. Well, I could have a really anxious thought that comes to mind, but I could just simply look at it. I'm not trying to hide it. I'm not trying to bury it. I'm not trying to avoid it. I can just simply look at the thought that may make me feel a bit anxious and I notice it. I say, there it is. And then it passes just like a cloud. When we do that, we're just simply observing and we're creating distance. I go back to what I was talking about before. It's the difference between reacting unconsciously to something versus responding with consciousness to something. Often we just react to every thought and to every feeling, and that can lead us into these cycles of uh, uh, just unproductivity or things that just don't help. I've always found with me, because I'm definitely one who struggles with thoughts at night, um, and it's obviously because you've got that that time and there's there's nothing else to do. You're lying in a dark room and your, your thoughts start sheep. saying, hey... I try everything. I, like... I, and I don't do it as often as I should, but when I have had problems, I get up and write it down. It's like you saying about yeah. actually observing it. So just as an example, say, okay, it's Friday today. I've got, um, I've, I know I'm going to get test results for something tomorrow. There's nothing I can do that's going to change the results of that test in that moment in time. It's one in the morning. I'm lying in bed in a dark room. True. There's nothing I can do. I'm also thinking... Oh, and uh, I need to make sure I get um, broccoli tomorrow. Fuck, whatever. Like, and you start thinking about it, and you start overthinking about it, and then eventually when you do get to sleep, you're dreaming about getting test results about broccoli and shit like this. So even though you're asleep, you're not, because your your mind is still working on that. And I've often found, like, when I've got up and written down, like, okay... A shopping list. Things I need to get done tomorrow. Um, test result. Okay. Uh, or job interview. I don't get the job. Right. Well, I should find out at this time. I'm going to, like, update my resume after. And, like, you have a plan or something like that. And then you look at it, read it, and then, tr- like, try and just put it away. And it's sometimes not as easy as that. But a lot of the time, when I physically look at this piece of paper... I'm like, why have I been thinking about this for two hours and not sleeping? Because it's literally buying broccoli and a result that I have no, like, effect on at this point. Like, the exam's done or whatever. So, and you often feel a bit, I don't know if silly is the right word, but it it kind of calms me, I find. Um, And it's definitely something I've done in the past, especially when there have been lots of random things. Add relationship issues and... Uh, got to meet someone at a certain time the next day and all those pile up, it can just feel like a mess in your head. 
Yeah, one, one of the recent guests we had on the Chocolate Croissants podcast uh, is this drummer, Benny Greb. He's from Germany. Uh, I, I spent two long weekends with him in the Catskill Mountains in upstate New York, helping to manage uh, his, his master session. People from all over the world literally came uh, to learn from this man. He is the most impressive, uh, not only artists, but just uh, human beings that I've ever got to uh, work with and spend uh, intimate time with uh, over a period of time. And uh, on the episode a few, uh, about a month ago, he, he, he said the phrase that really stuck with me and, and a lot of our listeners. When we write things down, we are uh, making the immaterial material, our thoughts. So when we can get our thoughts down on the paper, we can actually get a handle of them. Not only is it helpful just to like dump it out, you know, if, if you got to pick up broccoli tomorrow, to just write it down that is like getting that shit out of you because you're not going to have to worry about remembering it. Yeah. Right? So I should just but, write but, down, get a tank. <laughs> is that some weed reference? Right? No. Shotzi Blackheart, NXT. <laughs> That's why you're not sleeping. But even things more important than uh, our to-do list, uh, our feelings, yeah. especially uncomfortable feelings, but even positive things, our dreams. Look, I think it was back in 2014, uh, I wrote on Facebook something about the power of affirmations. And then I wrote, uh, I will share a Beatwell play shop with the Ring of Honor roster. I did not know how that was going to happen. And look, it didn't happen. But the fact that I wrote that down publicly set the wheels in motion for me to execute on certain behaviors uh, and to cultivate certain mindsets that led me to eventually doing far more, which was getting a full-time job with Ring of Honor. So, so I should be writing more things down. I should be actually, I, I, like I said, I'm not too into the, the meditation thing, but you kind of have set me in the right direction at least where you can just kind of, kind of uh, like check out almost and just kind of, you know, like you said, see things go by and not, don't don't focus too much. Uh, another thing that I, I knew I had to bring up with you because I mentioned another one of my friends always says this. He always says that if you got a problem, there's one way. Now, more specifically, if you live somewhere, obviously, where it is nicer weather. But this is a strange thing. And I had mentioned it to you and you were like, oh, 100%. You said that you do it all the time. Um, and that is you got a problem. Take your socks and shoes off. Go find a nice green patch of grass and just like stand in it. Now, what the hell is is the deal with this? Because I mentioned it to you and you literally you got your socks off. Grounding, man. Yeah. I mean, look, we're wild animals. You know, uh, most of how we live our lives uh, isn't that natural. One of the reasons I left Ring of Honor, to be honest, is because spending the majority of many of my days uh, indoors in a carpeted office, uh, sitting at a computer, like that's not natural. Hmm. It's not natural to anyone. Uh, most of us, uh, have adopted these rituals because, uh, it, there are a lot of ways to earn money living that lifestyle. Uh, but it's not natural. And to me, it didn't feel good. Uh, I became significantly less healthy living that lifestyle. Uh, so to, stand on grass with bare feet or to stand it sounds stand. ridiculous but like yo i've actually done it uh Dude, <laughs> it's great <laughs> the, the 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 most powerful wisdom the most healing practices it, it's the most simple it's it's drinking clean water 
It's eating real food. It's taking deep breaths. It's being in nature. Uh, it's, it's connecting with another human being in a non-surface level way. Uh, you know, back before, you know, I said words matter, and you were talking about meditation perhaps being this opportunity, I forget your language, but to like check out or, or, or you know, uh, I, I'd argue it's the exact opposite. I'd argue when we're stuck in our minds uh, with anxious thoughts about something that might happen next week, we're not, that's checking out. That's not being uh, consistent or in rhythm with reality. Uh, to meditate is, is in fact uh, checking in in a real, more realistic uh, way with ourselves. Um, and dude, like you, I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to get like off you for this. Uh, look with any practice, it's a practice, right? Uh, I, as a drummer, uh, when I was 10, uh, if, if I couldn't do what Matt Halpern could do when he was 10, uh, which was, which will always be the case. He's one of the world's greatest drummers right now. Um, I didn't beat myself up for that, right? Uh, if I'm trying to sit down and meditate and it's hard, well, no shit, it's hard because it's a practice. So that's why this, this idea of self-love and self-acceptance and self-compassion is, is something that I'm really riffing on and, and it's giving me energy because I see so much of the world uh, not giving it to itself. And there, look at the results, right? So, so I think to be easy on ourselves, to be kind to ourselves, um, Especially when we know we're trying to just help ourselves, uh, even if it's difficult, whether that's uh, trying to take a few deep, mindful breaths uh, or trying to uh, go train for a fucking marathon or whatever it may be. I just I just find that I, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky enough. I do live with a roommate. You said like maybe you're, you're by yourself most of the time because like like most of the world, we're all stuck inside. And what do you do? You watch TVs, you pick movies. You go outside, you exercise. Like, there's only so many limited things you can do compared to people like me and David, who, who our lifestyle is usually we go out a lot. Like, we we are we go out, we try to be social, and and now that's kind of taken away from us because you can't really go hang out in places because they're telling you not to do this uh, all over the world. So it's just kind of like everything right now is almost like it's a downer. Like you, you, your routine is just going, if you are still working, then you're working and you're going home and you're getting groceries and you're doing zoom calls. Like there's only so much that can, I'm wondering though, because I feel obviously that the whole pandemic thing is awful, but I, I definitely believe that there are positives to come out of it. That I almost see it like a, a Noah's Ark, like, right, just flood the earth and start again with these two people. I know that sounds extreme, but you, you look at Venice and there are dolphins in the water and the water's clean. Like I've been to Venice. That place stinks because it the water is so polluted and now the water's blue and there are dolphins in and that was just a matter of like weeks of no like humans kind of just destroying the place. Um, I've lived in Canada uh, four years now, uh, over four years, and... I've spoken to my friends back home more in the last two months than I have since I moved here through Zoom calls. And although it's it's using social media, it's it's using it for the right way. It's not going to a restaurant with friends and all being on our phones to check what someone might have tweeted you or the girl on Tinder might have messaged you. Um, it's sitting down in a room, not physically, but with those people and actually engaging with them on a human level at some point and and i really hope 
uh, and obviously there's there's been awful news recently with social media where people have used it the wrong way. But as you said, like the the virtual dive bar that we've checked in is pretty active all the time. We're, we're in Facebook groups for our local community, what about all the and stuff it's all we've people help, helping out. Uh, we've just launched the up next one to we because we kind of want to get the community kind of feeling closer together there. And sure, there's definitely negative aspects of social media, but I think this this is really the time to embrace it and try and hopefully reconnect with other human beings, even though you're not in the same room. And hopefully, once all this mess is over, we will kind of leave our phones switched off in our pocket and engage properly with other humans. Um, like, going out might might be different, like a more... Like we see it as social as going out, but yeah. who knows? Maybe we'll make more friends and actually because you you need that physical contact. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just want a hug. But that's interesting. Yeah. So when I was um, training at drama school, we had this movement teacher who was amazing and is one of the top um, kind of animal studies movement teachers in the world for acting. Um, and we did a whole thing on gender studies, and so like obviously there are like stereotypes and things but she said in general um when fighting women will scatter so women will do more like slapping or pulling men will gather like men will wrestle Mm -hmm. in general and she says i believe that's because men it's getting less so now but it's still a thing don't get that human contact girls will have sleepovers where they'll share a bed with their their girlfriends or whatever whereas guys will find that weird so how do guys get that physical contact and it's more by wrestling by like fighting I, I wrestle with my brother whereas a girl might do each other's hair and makeup and stuff and it's still physical contact which as animals we need and I, I kind of thought back and was like no that's completely true a man wrestles they'll grab him in a headlock or whatever yeah. and try and pull in because you need that contact and that is something we've been kind of deprived of so should i do a one-winged angel on you later sure yeah Yeah, in in my professional expertise i would say that would be very healthy tonight (laughs) Uh, as long as it's live streamed um so so jordan like in a nutshell for for someone listening who's like okay well you're you're trying to give me all these tips In, in you know in a in a in a little bubble here what's What's kind of the, the tips to, quote-unquote, like, survive this thing, survive your, your pandemic? What are some tips that you could give someone who may not know anything? Someone could, who's listening right now is like, yo, I thought this was a wrestling podcast, and they're getting all serious and, like, deep. And uh, we're, just, we're just kind of, like you said, we were shooting the shit and doing something different. But what is kind of, like, a, a little note to someone who's like you, – you mentioned the meditation. You mentioned, like, you know, good thoughts and, and, and attitudes and stuff. But anything else you want to kind of throw out there? Yeah, well, I'll answer that by touching on a few of the things you guys said. Look, I have empathy for you, Braden. I get energy by being around people. Uh, I live alone in Baltimore City, uh, which means that I go out most nights, uh, usually to experience live music, to play live music myself, uh, or to just, I, just walk around the city and be around people. Like, I love Baltimore, and I love people. Uh, I can't do that right now, and it fucking sucks. So the first thing I think is to just be kind to ourselves and accept the fact that this sucks. It's okay to acknowledge that like this is really hard and there's many things about what we're doing for some of us uh, that is brutal. It is, you know, I, I haven't played a show 
since last September. Uh, and, and, and we were being, the band I'm in, we were being strategic about not playing for a little while because we want every show to count. And we had uh, a really significant show booked at the end of April, uh, which would have been a month ago that, that would have sold out and would have been incredible. And I didn't get to do that. Like dreams of mine were, were, were ripped away from me because of this pandemic. That sucks. But to, to Davey's point, uh, there's plenty of opportunity in this as well. We would not be having this conversation if it weren't for a global pandemic right now. I believe that. Mm. Uh, and, and, and I'm very grateful uh, for the opportunity to have this conversation because it's fun for me to, to do this and I want to fuck with you guys. Uh, I believe that this pandemic uh, can be one of the, the, the biggest opportunities uh, of our lifetime. If we choose to look at it that way, I go back to earlier in the conversation, why am I positive? Well, what's my other choice, to be negative? Uh, so for me, uh, and to think again about like long-term goals, uh, a lot of us have more free time right now, so it's considering uh, how do we best use that time. Uh, we use our time most productively when we have a goal in mind. Uh, a lot of us don't have goals, especially big goals in mind, uh, for all kinds of reasons. Again, another reason to develop self-awareness, to really sit down and ask yourself, what the fuck do I like? <laughs> like when my, when, seriously, when my responsibilities are done for the day, what am I thinking about? What do I Google? What do I talk to my friends about? What do I fuck with? For most people listening to this, the answer is probably pro wrestling. You know, And for me, the answer was pro wrestling. And eventually, I was able to work with all of my fear I was able to work with all of my resistance. I was able to work with all of the beliefs that I carried that told me it's too improbable uh, or it's too ridiculous or it, it, it's too impossible uh, to try to get a high level job in pro wrestling. Uh, I was able to, again, not deny all that, but to notice it, say, I see you, but I'm not going to believe you. And I'm going to find a way to make that happen. Uh, to, you know, I'm doing that now in different ways. Uh, one of the things that is giving me energy is this concept of rhythm-based marketing. Uh, it, it's using all these skills and experiences uh, from Ring of Honor to my bands to building a, a legitimate company in the world where I'm hustling drum circles and rhythmic, rhythmic exercises for healing and for community building. Uh, that didn't pay my rent. Uh, because I didn't have a uh, mindset and behaviors that allowed me to create that in the world. Uh, so now I've been operationalizing what has helped me uh, live these dreams. And I'm feeling energy as a long-term project about figuring out how do I uh, express that? How do I package that? How do I deliver that to the world? Um, look, one of the most productive things I've also done in this quarantine is read a biography about Walt Disney. You know? okay. and, 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 yeah, I, I don't want people to think that uh, to make the best use of their time, they need to like start a business or do something that seems like uh, lofty. Mm -hmm. uh, by reading a book that was sitting collecting dust for 15 years, uh, it, 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 it became one of the things I looked forward to every morning, uh, which is a luxury right now. I looked forward to waking up in the morning, making coffee. Uh, putting on some good music and reading this Walt Disney biography. And through doing that, uh, I left so inspired and so informed uh, about the mindset and behaviors 
of one of the most accomplished creatives in, in the history of, of the world uh, and, and also got some world history as I'm learning about uh, the pandemic from 100 years ago and both world wars as his narrative, uh, you know, crosses with those. Life I mean, events. yeah. I mean, Disney world might be reopening in uh, July as for, does the book say anything about him being frozen? Uh, not there yet. You're not there yet. No, I finished it. <laughs> okay. I finished it. Uh, no, but, uh, <laughs> it, spoiler alert. It says he was cremated. Oh, controversial. Uh, yes. Yeah, super controversial. <laughs> but the, the reason I bring that up is because, uh, I, I want people to, to know that, uh, at least in my definition of making the best use of our time, of being productive, especially when we can't physically be with other people. Uh, reading a book, I look at that as one of the, the most enjoyable, productive things I've done so far. Simply reading a fucking book. Hmm. Um, but I've chosen to look at it that way. Again, our minds are so powerful. Uh, and and it's the difference. Again, a reason why I, 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 I just try to sell self-awareness and sell uh, mindfulness uh, so so hard is because the mind is going to be there whether we like it or not. Are we going to let it drive us or are we going to take the wheel and be in control, right? So the more that we can develop uh, uh, the relationship with ourselves, with our mind, with our behaviors, with our emotions, et cetera, et cetera, uh, then we're taking the wheel of our life. Uh, and then we can have vision for the future and be like, that feels good to me. That seems interesting to me. I want to try to accomplish that. Right. Uh, but uh, when most people, when they said like, yo, you are this musician and then you're a licensed psychotherapist, but you combined all that. And now like you're working for this pro wrestling company, <laughs> people, people think it's like this secure circuitous route where none of it makes sense. And it's like, no motherfucker, it's all storytelling. It's all connecting with people in deeper ways. I see the through line of all these things. Uh, again, I started introducing myself by saying what my mission is, what I believe. I believe life improves when we feel connected. And that can be through pro wrestling, uh, that can be through uh, a band, or that could be through the rhythmic experience of, quote, non-musicians, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, these are the things that make me feel alive. These are the things that make life worth living for me. Uh, but that's an active choice every day. Some days I'm more depressed. Some days I'm more anxious. Some days I say, fuck it. I don't want to get dressed. I just want to lay in bed. Uh, but after a little while of that, ultimately I have to say to myself, uh, look, it's time to like start living again. But I know for me right now what living looks like. Um, sunny days. Everybody has them, but tell me, baby, can you stand the rain? That's it, um, Jordan. That is, you're you're really inspirational. Uh, thank you for like te like telling us all this stuff and kind of filling us in. Because like, yeah, we we thought this would kind of be a little different and a little more interesting than just talking about like a, a movie we, we watched or something yeah. like that. Because these are thoughts that kind of people have on their on their brain and and things that you kind of just said going off on like you're very um you're very knowledgeable and you're very like passionate about it and i'll say like you very are very inspiring and um i know we've we've connected through like wrestling and stuff but we talk here and there on on social media and and, and chatting things and it's it's just cool more people should kind of have that mindset and um i'm definitely going to takes i'm definitely gonna do meditation and i'll let you know how it goes it's gonna be my next my next thing but uh thank you so much for like 
filling us in on the, some of this stuff that I, we would never talk about. On yeah, show. absolutely. Like that was such an interesting chat, and like I, I feel more positive already. You're making me so <laughs> yes. positive, Jordan. Before before we go, can you just like once again kind of uh, tell us where we can find you? Uh, Beat well, chocolate croissants, um, Twitter, yeah. like, wh- whatever you have. Can you just let our listeners know where where they can find the wonderful Jordan Goodman? Yeah, and, and thanks for the opportunity to do that. Uh, Instagram is fun at Jordan Beatwell. Um, look, there, there's a couple of things while I have the privilege of your platform that I want to share. Absolutely. Uh, look. Uh, to do these things that we think uh, are hippy-dippy or woo-woo, uh, like mindfulness meditation, for instance. Uh, these are the things, people use the term soft skills, uh, especially in this new economy that will be evolving as we come out of this pandemic. Um, these type of soft skills, empathy, uh, learning to deal with people, learning to read a room, uh, some Uber masculine people may think of that shit as soft. That's why I hate the term soft skills. But I'm telling you, brother, this is what's going to make you the baddest motherfucker alive. All right, I'm telling you uh, to do. I mean, to to really know ourselves and to know uh, how to interact with people. I mean, that's how you get shit done. That's how you accomplish dreams and goals. So I, I want to say that uh, if you're more interested in in some of these things that I'm riffing on, uh, like rhythm based marketing. Uh, or really the story of how I got uh, Ring of Honor to create a full-time leadership <laughs> position for me. Uh, I went on, uh, I, I pretty much gave a 54-minute uh, presentation in the Chaka Croissants uh, private Facebook group, all while eating baby food. Yeah, I don't know why you, you eat baby food. It's, it's the hook to get people to, to watch you eat baby food. We're going to have to do it one time with you. So I, I would love we should. We refuse to do it today. We we say absolutely not. Right, look, well, well uh, another spoiler alert. It's disgusting. <laughs> but look, I, I will say that uh, I I feel really good about doing that. Again, if you want to watch that in its entirety, uh, Facebook.com/groups/chocolatecroissants or or just search chocolate croissants in, in on Facebook. Uh, but. Those 54 minutes was one of the purest, most honest uh, expressions of who I am. Uh, One of the things that I don't love as much about uh, doing just a straight up chocolate croissants episode is because I don't get the the opportunities because it's it's not really the right opportunity to be just like absurd. Uh, That that is more of an expression of uh, more serious, mindful. Uh, mature parts of my personality. Uh, when I play in my band Reindeer, uh, you know, we have like fucking real life furries, uh, like <laughs> with like bubble machines and glow sticks. Like that to me is absurdism. Uh, to eat baby food uh, while providing what I will eventually sell as a keynote presentation for thousands of dollars. Uh, Ted Talk. To, yeah, dude, to, to, to do that while I'm eating and reviewing baby food, like that's fucking absurd. And <laughs> I love absurd humor. And so to be able to marry all these different aspects of my personality and my energy, uh, it's what a gift to me. And by doing that, I've found that it's one of the things I've done recently that has resonated most with people because, uh, again, we are mirrors. So when I show up fully as myself, then for the people that are going to fuck with that, they go deep with it, right? Because I'm not trying to please everyone. The very last thing I will share um, is that uh, with John and Wei, I was booked as a guest 
on their Christmas show in December 2018. <laughs> you told uh, me that that was your goal in life, that like once yeah. you got on the Christmas show, you're done. You're good. The, the only reason I spent a year and a half trying to get a position at Ring of Honor Wrestling <laughs> was just so I would have enough social capital to be invited <laughs> as a guest on the post-wrestling Christmas show. So I was booked uh, maybe the night before. I, 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 will, I will say I was like, I was, uh, I was Jim Ross in like WWF mid-90s, 2000s. I, uh, I had a little talk with post-wrestling. I said, look, there's this guy. There's an open slot on the Christmas show. It needs to happen. And John was like, yeah, it could happen. And then uh, you couldn't do it. Well, well, look, I appreciate you putting me over brother. Uh, the, the reason why I texted John and said, Hey man, I feel awful, but I can't do it is because, uh, I knew I couldn't be as honest as I would like. I mean, this was, uh, you were still working for them. Yeah. I was working at ring of honor. And, um, at that time, uh, you know, things were a bit stressful for me. Um, look, I'm never going to be interested in like talking about private personal matters within that company. That's just not my style. That's not my motivation. Uh, but I knew that I couldn't be as, as honest and as alive as, uh, they deserved to have me. Uh, and, and because of that, uh, I, I told him like, thanks. Uh, but, but now's not the time. We're going to have you on We're going to get you on it though. We'll get that's you on cool. a Christmas show. That, so that's, I'm going to state publicly again, you know, uh, putting out a- affirmations into the world, having clear vision for what you most desire in the world. Uh, my goal uh, for 2020, uh, amidst a global pandemic and a worldwide yeah. recession, is for me to be on the post wrestling Christmas. Show. <laughs> there you go. I like it, John. Like Way you listening? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for for joining us here. Uh, one more time, can people find your like Instagram, Twitter, all that that stuff? Yeah, uh, look, chocolatecroissants.com, uh, chocolatecroissants uh, in your podcast app, YouTube.com/slash chocolatecroissants. Uh, if you're interested in the drumming stuff I do, uh, beatwell.org. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I love, look, I'm a wrestling fan at heart, and, and I love connecting with other wrestling fans. So, so Instagram is good, at Jordan Beatwell. Hey, thank you so much. Wonderful. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I hope you listening, listening right now, you got something out of this. Because, like, usually we just chat movies and wrestling, but I thought it would be something a little bit more a little bit more different and I think uh, I think people will really like it and I, I thought that was a lot of fun very eye opening and you are very inspiring brother so thank you so much for joining us thank you for listening if you're listening to this um, follow us on our, our Facebook group that we we created John Ceno our like associate producer helped set up our he's helped running our Twitter and our Facebook account there at Up Next Podcast um, we are the NXT podcast every Wednesday night we go live on YouTube chatting about NXT uh, youtube.com slash up next is where you can find us um, what else is it for me to say here uh, patreon.com forward slash up next yes. we'll have our godfather review oh. coming out on Sunday um, our review of TNA Lockdown 2009 will be up as you're listening to this see we're in lockdown right now. so we reviewed lockdown and keep an eye on the Facebook group keep an eye on the Twitter because we'll be having June's schedule released very soon uh, yeah Yes, we did a best match ever getting super nerdy into wrestling with John Pollock for Stan Hansen. All these like old school Japanese wrestling matches, which was just awesome. Five bucks a month on our Patreon gets you all the podcasts we're talking about. We have so many movie reviews, so much wrestling reviews. Uh, It's just that's what we've been doing. 
in quarantine. So now you know. So thank you for listening to this. We will be back to regular scheduled NXT programming Wednesday, Thursday, whenever you get your podcast. So thank you for, for listening to this. Thank you, Jordan, for coming on. We will get you on that Christmas show, brother. <laughs> yes. We will get yeah, you. Thank you guys so much. I love you both. And I just want to say that Evil Doink the Clown is uh, underrated. Yeah, you have a really weird <laughs> obsession that you think he's the... He wants to do a best match ever, Doink, and I said absolutely not. Just Evil Doink, though? Just Evil Doink. Just Evil Doink. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm with you there. Was there more than one match? Best well, match ever. Evil Doink? I don't know. I can't even remember it. He doesn't know. <laughs> best Doink ever we can do. Uh, thank you for listening. I, myself, Braden Harrington. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram. I'm at the Brady. And I am at Davy Portman. Thank you for listening. Hey, take care of yourselves. You know, call someone, text someone you love, text someone you care about, make friends, say hi to people, just be positive. Don't be negative. Be positive. And, uh,. Take your shoes off, take your socks off, put it on some grass if you can, and you know, just just be cool. Life's short. Life's a garden. Dig it. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.